Welcome everybody to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with Jordan. Yo. And, oh my god, this section of Warbreak is so good. Um like okay, like you've been kind of adamant about admitting it, but or maybe you haven't actually come to that conclusion yourself. But would you say at this point Warbreaker is better than Elantris? Yeah, it escalated. It's escalating a lot quicker than Elantris. Elantris was like three quarters of the book background info, one mm-hmm. quarter explosion event, like action. And, and in my opinion, the background info was not very exciting. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was not yeah. worth that build up. And the conclusion was very, it kind of like, it started with a slow burn and it went mm-hmm. out in a whimper. Like, but what if, what if we, I mean, what if that is just a setup and all of a sudden he's like, guess what? Elantris too, and then all we have is just a full That's book fair. of just That's head fair. smashing action. I don't but, know, I'm... but 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 then you would judge. You could maybe judge a series like that, but I I would still say Elantris yeah. is a standalone book. Yeah, right. You're right. Like, You're right. So yeah. Um. Anyways, there's a lot to talk about this section mm-hmm. and one mm-hmm. chapter in particular. So oh. let's get into it. So chapter twenty eight. Thame, and Thame, if you guys might recall, is the uh, Adrian uh, dude that kind of walks into Vivenna. He's like, hey, you're her. You're royalty. You're, you're, you're Vivenna of Idris. Um, he didn't say that. Um, but yeah, so he sets up a meeting with the Idrians for Vivenna. Mm-hmm. And, and Vivenna comes up with a good point. But... And, we might talk about this a little bit more in detail later. Um, but she says that some of these people who are influential um, are influential because that they're oppressed, right? So right. Um, some of these smugglers are influential only and because smuggling is needed, right? right? So it becomes one of those things that, like, are they intentionally keeping the Idrians down to continue you know, reaping the rewards. Right. Um, which, which then questions, why would they go to war with them if they can just keep abusing them? Exactly, right? Like, why would they liberate the Idrians who live in Halandran if they could just, you right. know, continue? And they're never going to attack. They're never going to attack. Yeah. They don't have the force. But at the same time, to be honest, they did do something, right? Vahar's Rebellion. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they did try Right, like so, that's why I'm more inclined to believe that, you know, I, I don't think that they're gonna continue oppressing the Indians just for the sake of continuing their power. Because, you know, once the Indians are free, who says they can't just transition their business into another business? You know, right, right. And at the end of the day, right now, they're the only ones keeping the Indians like functioning. Yeah, exactly. The only reason they have that smuggling trade at this point. The smuggling, their prostitution, the drugs, all that stuff. Like, oh, how terrible. You know, like it, it, it's a poor environment. And, I, you know, it's one of those things like they're making the most of it, I guess. Um, so, yeah. It, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make this argument, like trying to connect it to real world life where like, oh, the gangs are. I'm right. Saying, I'm just saying I'm. Purely talking about just Warbreaker. Right. Based off the information that we're given so far, they did fund the Varher's Rebellion. 
and they are continuing to fund not fund but like provide services for the Idrians right living in the I think slums. it's I think it's more Vivenna's uh, yeah, moral compass that's yeah, being her, challenged because she's like Idrian shouldn't be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her whole holier than thou thing. But yeah, like I said, we'll get to that in all the later chapter. Mm-hmm. So, um, Denth does point out that she's assimilating into Halandran culture. Which, yep. um, okay, so some of you I have mentioned before that I am a Muslim, but some of you I don't know if I've mentioned before, but I'm an immigrant as well. So this happens, and this, this is probably not news to many people, but assimilating into a culture happens whether you want to or not, um, usually. Um, right. If you, are, if you move into a heavy area, which it's like, you know, just surrounded by the same people that you left, then yeah, you may not assimilate. And I'm talking like, you know, you get a job there, you live there, you only meet with those people there. So you end up never, quote unquote, leaving your home country. Right. Then maybe you may not assimilate. But unless you've done that, you will almost definitely, definitely, definitely start changing. Um, You become much more accepting of certain things, like some stuff that might shock you. Um, when you first move in, uh, you just kind of just take it for granted, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right word, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You 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 just kind of become more accepting of the reality of the situation, I guess. You don't you don't yeah. get you're not you're desensitized to it, I guess would be the best. yeah. It's like you're mesh. You're trying to mesh in some of everything. Yeah, so they're gonna meet with forgers and. She wants to forge letters exposing the corrupt priests. Um, right. Basically, you know, which again, it's like, see, now you're getting your hands dirty too, right? Like, now you're also um, getting involved with deceit and lies and whatnot. Like, and again, and that's what she wasn't like wrong with it. Grown in this, up in. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with it in the sense that. If I, um, if I know the uh, priest is corrupt or something like mm-hmm. that, and then you're just exposing that, that's not wrong. But at the same time, you're essentially fabricating evidence, right? Um, so you're falsifying. Yeah, because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's forging, you know, fake letters to try and expose these priests. And, and technically, the priests are bad. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think Terelides, the priest for uh, the high Susaborn, priest. Yeah, for Susaborn is for sure bad. Oh, he's crooked. Well, here's he the thing. Well, maybe these maybe all of these priests are in the know. Maybe all these high priests are in the know of something. But it's not a fact that we know yet, so maybe they have to act a certain way so they don't get – so they're not – I don't know. I guess you could say figured out more is like they're hiding something for a good reason, but they can't tell anybody, so they have to come off the way they do. Yeah, that's possible too. That could be one of the big sanders and twists at the end, right, that the priests are actually not the bad guys. Right. 
Which, um, I could see that happening. Yeah, so Parlin tells the mercenaries that her father wanted her to marry um, his son, the son of his best friend. Um, which I think Parlin is, I, I don't, I didn't realize that they had confirmed that or even stated that before that Parlin was a son of, I forget that dude's name now. The one who, um, I don't know if you remember, but he was, I forget his name. I forget the name of the king. What's the name of the king? Uh, Susiborn? No, no, no. Um, Talad, the usurper? No. Oh, the uh, Indian king. Um, uh, di- oh no. Uh, Dedelin, Dedelin. Yeah, Dedelin. Yeah. So the general guy he was talking to, I think that general guy's his close friend. His son is Parlin. So that's cool. Um, oh, jeez. Okay. That, yeah. yeah, that's. I think that's right. Yeah. So. I think you're right. I don't. I don't think they had said it before, uh, and this is the first time we actually get confirmation of that. Right. And at, at the end of the chapter, we see that she's starting to feel the pull to use her breaths, like they're necessary, like a necessary evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think eventually she's gonna come full circle and get to the point where I don't think she's gonna think that it's a evil at all. That could very well be true. I hope she gets to that point. That'd be cool. Well, I mean, it, it's it's almost like they gave the 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 story gave the vent of the breath, and it's like okay, she's gonna fight it, fight it, fight it, and then she's finally going to need it. Yeah, and she does eventually. But we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, chapter twenty nine, uh, the God King and Siri, they're just gonna continue talking. And so she's teaching him of the austere religion. Um, Ostra? Ostra? Is that? Okay, Ostra. I think that's, I think that's, I mean, that's what they do in the audiobook. So, I mean, all right, we're going to, you know, me. Yep. So she, she teaches, teaches him of the Ostra religion. And he's kind of like, it, it was kind of funny because he's so like childish almost. And he's just like, well, I don't know of him, you know, I, I want right. to meet him and stuff like that. It's like, it made me think of that one. Uh, I think it's a Chuck Norris joke. Someone uh, saying like, you know, you know, God sent me or something like that. And then Chuck Norris goes, you know, I don't remember sending anyone. It, right. <laughs> I got that level kind of vibes of it. Like, you know, I, I want to meet this Ostra right. God and whatnot. It, it, it was cool. Um, God? Does he yeah. read? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my God can beat your God. Uh, so, right. Um, and he sees everything as beautiful because he sees everything in so many different colors. In full color almost. Yeah, and like, yeah, exactly. But he says that she's beautiful in a different way. Now, what do you think that, uh, that is? Is that is that Personality. Basic, has you to be personality. So? It's something okay. that he can't see. So it's like her soul that's beautiful. Okay. I, I was wondering if it was like more of a romantic kind of way and now Absolutely. But okay. All right. So you don't think it is at all something deeper, like the fact that she can change her color or hair the like hair color. Uh, I think that, I think it's emotional. Okay. I could see that. And he does propose sending her home. 
Um, for her own good. Yeah. Which but is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. This Yikes. is this is this seems like a tragedy just waiting to happen. Yeah. I, I like Romeo and Juliet, my lord. Yeah, for sure. Um and so she wants to continue being careful because she still thinks that they're planning to kill the God King, which all evidence provided towards yes. I'm I'm inclined to agree with her. Um and he gets kind of upset that she doesn't believe in his godhood. Right. Um, which it's like, dude, you can't even talk. You didn't know how to read or write up until, you know, a few weeks ago. Like, it's kind pretty of... sure God can do all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> puny God. Yeah, um, puny God. <laughs> so that might be my favorite part in that movie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. Have you seen Loki? No, I have not yet. Have you seen any of the new Disney Plus TV shows? I actually don't watch much TV, Moss. I usually fall asleep about 30 seconds into any show. I know. <laughs> oh, God. I have so much work to do with you. Um, I tried. <laughs> so, but yeah, that... For those of you listening, the Disney Plus Marvel shows, in my opinion, fantastic. Well, two out of three. Um... I thought uh, WandaVision was good. Uh, was great. I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier was meh to, I would say, okay to good. What is your scale? Range. Can I hear your scale, 1 to 10? But I need you to put words to every number. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Meh, so basically, meh, huh? 0 to 4 is like trash. Like, oh. I like, like, I drop the show, which... Um, they didn't happen for a while. Walking Dead started great and, and became trash. So five to six, I would say, is like meh. Seven is okay. Seven is like, I would say six to seven is like okay to good. Um, and then eight is like solid good. Nine is great. I would say ten is. Like masterpiece. Like, okay, I would so we can this. we can agree that the ta- the Attack on Titan soundtrack is ten oh. out of ten. Okay, you talking about season one? Yes. First part. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Let's get back to the topic at hand. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm on the, my rewatch of Attack on Titan right now. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, me too. Uh, so good. So. Oh, by the way, we are going to talk about Attack on Titan when season when the f- show finishes. We are definitely going to do an episode on that. By the way, that sounds like a plan, um, Stan. So there, um, so now the POV jumps to Vena and mm-hmm. see she gets to see uh, Vasher's handiwork up close and right. the squad. Uh, yeah, so Denth and Tongfa, now they're going to start preparing for Vasher because he's like a serious thing. And Den- and now the POV jumps to um, Vasher himself, and Denth's name is Vara Torelides. Yep. Torelides. So, Torelides like, is the name of the, the, the priest of Sutsuborn, right? So, yes. didn't Denth insist that he wasn't Halandran? Yes. Or did he... Hmm. So, Denth 
is related to a high priest. Yes. Now. So that being said. Now, is he is he just saying that he's not Halandran as in not the Halandran religion or not the Halandran people? Is this um, different? I think religion. I bet you he played that off in the book as the people, but I mm-hmm. bet you he really meant religion and he didn't explain. I yeah, bet that's he, what he, he did. He intentionally didn't elaborate. Yeah, yeah. I did say that he yeah. did. Agreed. Yeah, man, that opens up so much because so part of me before I thought the whole religion versus people um, difference, I started thinking about what about you know blue fingers, right? Because he's not Halandran either. What mm-hmm. if? And I know he's not a priest, but what if Pirelides is not Halandran and he's impersonating a Halandran? And he comes from the same people that Denth is because, you know, Vara Terelides. So that that's that seems more far-fetched, I think. I, th- I definitely agree. I think my current running theory is that he intentionally... Uh, Put that in there like that. Yeah, that he's... That I'm not... Um, what's it called? Uh, I'm not Halandran religion, but he is of the Halandran people. Um, right. So, chapter 30. Uh, Light Song, he's kind of rediscovering what he's good at. Like, he's, like, good at juggling. <laughs> Put, not pottery, like, I think. Yeah, yeah. But he, I think he's good at, no. He's good at painting or something, but he's not good at pottery. But I, I might have gotten those, too, flip-flopped. But oh could you gosh. imagine, though, you just, like, you just wake up, you forget what you're good at, and you're just like, okay, i got to try everything. Okay, so everything. I'm going to try skateboarding. <laughs> nope, not good at that. Biking, yes, he, I'm amazing at this. Wasn't he good at that game, that game that they played? Yeah. Like, through, through the ball. So, that, yeah, ooh, that's a good catch. I didn't even think about that. That He said that he didn't even know the rules, but he – Smoking them. Yeah. And so, hmm, that's a good catch. I didn't think about that. Um. So, okay. Does this Bless Weaver's annoying? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to her in a second. So let's not hate her. How does how does that work? The whole memories and the skills go. So memories don't carry over, but the skills, skills do. do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a subconscious thing. This yeah, I agree. But the skills though, how are they carried over from the previous life of that body, or is it from every single life that the previous of that light song's like? Oh, right, that because one divine I mean, he, breath, he, right? He's, yeah, the right? divine breath gets passed on, right? And does the so do, do the skills of the previous life also get passed on? Because the, the I know what you're referencing this to. I know what you're referencing this to. Wait, what am I referencing to? We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> so the 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 question the what I'm trying to get the reason I'm thinking this right is that he he's good at that game. Remember that one game they were playing earlier that he didn't know the rules to. Mm-hmm. He's good at detective work. And he's good at like pottery or artwork or whatever. Now, it is possible for a single human being to be have these kind of interests and good at all these things. But part of me is thinking that 
Sanderson is trying to point to us that, like, that these are different lives. Yeah, you know what? How many detectives do you know are good at pottery? Right. Like, well, I'm not saying that that's mutually exclusive, but in this, in in especially with the background that he set this actual story in, there's no way that somebody at that time period would have had enough time working their regular life exactly and having all those skills it's either you were one or the other at that time. exactly you, could, so, you didn't have all this free time mm-hmm. to piddle these these days and this is one of the like you know the blessings of the days that we live unless he was now. noble i'm sorry unless he was noble right um but you know that's the thing it's like these days you know you work you know you got the nine and five and then after that you can just do whatever it is you want yeah so and you know you can have multiple different hobbies like you know like us jujitsu or video games or video games and jujitsu and tv and reading like you know we do we do several things (laughs) working out dogs you know life and all that (laughs) stuff on top of that it's just crazy yeah so um they go to see hope finder uh, she brings up the rumor of the second Indian princess. So mm-hmm. just got super. I, this line, in my opinion, just escalated everything. Like moving forward, I mean, because that's um, a rumor that's going to start and, and like, yeah, it's going to pick up some weight. Because not only does Light Song know now, just the idea that everybody knows now, right? Which I, I, I wish we kind of had gotten a chapter of Daedalus perspective. Because, yeah. you know, what is he doing? Like We haven't he, heard of him in a while. Right. So, you know, hey, man, you know, you lost Siri because you didn't want to lose your favorite daughter. And now you lost your favorite daughter as well. So what are you he doing? He must be in complete turmoil. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Hope Finder is one of the older gods. And so he returned as a kid. And he... Looks like an adult. Did act like a kid for a bit, but now he acts like an adult. I was confused as to why this was pointed out. You know, he Sanderson doesn't give useless information. Well, did my knowledge? There, there's a, there's a reason he gave this detail, and I, I'm not able to piece it together right now. Is it possible that he's trying to point to why Susaborn acts the way that he does? Probably. It could be. I'm trying to remember if the detail that I want to share is too far ahead. Hmm. Yeah, okay. We'll keep going for now, but I, I do want to... I, mean, I kind of basically put a pin on that because that. Oh, that this is chapter it. chapter, and this is when they're 30. talking to him at chapter thirty. Yeah. Well, remember that he wants Blushweaver's vote because he wants to feel like he's doing something. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that so. play into the childish thing because he wants the social vote because he was never looked upon as an adult? He okay. died as a child. Okay, I could, and that's could why they that. gave him lifeless commands. Yeah, maybe there's a thing there that seems very childish in its of itself to me, right? It's like 
I just want the social vote and I'll give up my control of my freaking army. Troops, my necromancer yeah. Army. You can't kill them. It's fine. <laughs> um, nothing screams more adults than giving up nuclear launch codes in exchange for, you know, social status or whatever. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a social vote. And <laughs> I, I, for what it's worth, like, I, I'm downplaying it a lot, but he, it's a social vote that he wanted to make meaningful social change, right? Um, so having an end through Blush Reader, he can make, you know, social changes. I'm, I, I, I'm just imagining, like, these gods sitting at, like, these city town hall meetings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, like in just, like, a church. Yeah, <laughs> I want I want to see the Warbreakers version of C-SPAN. Uh, oh God! I wonder how much, if any, it's more exciting it is. So, um, anyways, he's so trying wait, to now. If they get Hope Finders, yeah, they have three quarters, right? So, did they specify um, what fraction remember. of each? These ten, guys, ten thousand. They all own ten thousand. There's four of them that own ten thousand. Four of the okay, okay. I know that they each own ten thousand, but I didn't know how many of them there were. So okay, four. Okay, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a sizable amount, dude. I think forty k dead undead army. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> In, I have a I have a massive theory, but we're gonna get to that when we get to that, and I cannot wait. So let let's. Okay, let's, let's burn through this. Um, Blush Reaver makes an agreement with Hope Finder in exchange for the support of war. She gets she gets a social vote. So we're and then Mercy Star also pledged her lifeless to Blush Reaver as well. So you know, like you said, we're up to twenty k confirmed, possible thirty k if you include Life Song, which I'm not doing yet. No, nope. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fully sure on that one yet. So chapter thirty one. Vivenna, she starts to visit the slums where the Idrians lived, and she's shocked to see that they've fallen so much into poverty and prostitution and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and that's not how Idrians are supposed to be. That's yeah, flagrant. It, it's like th- this her, her whole like holier than thou thing. I'm so glad is just being shattered. Um, exactly. Maybe, maybe it's because I come from this background, you know, where the sometimes. And I'm sure I went through this phase, not on this level, this is probably more exaggerated, of like, you know, this whole thing of, this is how things are supposed to be, yeah, go team. But it's like, then reality hits, kind of hits, you know, you, you kind of hit that age, it's like, oh, you know, real life is a little bit more complex than that. Right. Um, And so she tries to give them hope, and they legit don't care. And I thought that was so funny. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. They're like, yeah, I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. And they legit just came to see her just to see, oh, okay. This is the princess from the homeland we came from. Oh, well. Back to right. Um, so I have a slight, dis- not want to say slight, I definitely disagree with fame here. Um... He claims that they're patriots, and I'm talking about the people that she's meeting with. Um, claims that they're patriots, or it just people. I, no, I don't think necessarily the people that she's meeting with, but in general, like the people. they're all that they're yeah that the people that they're still patriots. That's why they still care to come see her. I disagree. 
you know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, for example, hard. Um, if a politician, ah, freaking, I don't know, Obama came down the street, I, I wouldn't say that I'm super patriotic, and that's why I went to go see him. I would just go see him because, like, hey, cool, it's Obama. All right, moving on. I don't, I don't think it's patriotic that you would go. You showed up. That you just showed up. Yeah, I, I just want. I was like, hey. This guy was once the president of the country. Neat. Next. You know, like, right. I, I don't I don't agree with Thame here at all. And I don't know if it's he's trying to make her feel better or if he has some other agenda here. But I really don't agree with him. Um, yeah, I think he I think he they, they stretched that one a little too far. Yeah, I, I think. And not only that, um. They when she meets with those people, right? The the gang leaders. It sounds bad, but like these are like the businessmen, right? Who run the <laughs> they're gang slums. leaders. It's fine. Yeah, it's right. Fine. Um, and this is the conversation we were having at the beginning, where you know they're providing a service, you know, and, right. and he said that himself. It's like you know, how much have you done? Right, like how much has your father done? I'm sure he yeah. knows about this, and he has to know about this, right? Like, he, right. how long was uh, Lemex the spy in Holandrin? He absolutely knew about these things. Yeah, and so, they all knew of Linux, so he definitely had information back and forth. Yeah, so where, you know... Uh, Bear with where, me. Where Bear was your with dad? me. Okay. Maybe these Idrians were sitting here by the king, so when the time comes... Oh, the but they had they army. had they, but they had to fit in, so they had to do things that they weren't in, that they don't agree with morally. But when the time comes, they can actually stand up and they're ready to go. And that's are you why saying Linux that about there. the people? Or are you saying yeah. that about these gang bosses? Okay, all that, um, all the above. This is just a random all the way out in the field. But I don't know. I disagree. I think it. Okay, so what would be cool is if that was the original intention, but over time they kind of just lost interest. Could be, because I, I can't imagine that a guy would, a king would be able to successfully smuggle in all these soldiers. Essentially, mm-hmm. um, on top of that, um, they did say something like, um, "Vivena," when she was like preaching essentially to her people, and she, they responded with uh, something simply like, uh, "No, I make more money here." <laughs> yeah. So I, I, that's why I I don't think so. Um, the game bosses maybe, but the people I don't think so. Uh, but again, that could you could also be right, and in the sense that like you know over because it's been twenty years, they just kind of lost interest when right. the revolution just basically never came. Right. Um, people can only be patient for so long, right? Like when you're Absolutely. waiting for this revolution, this glorious revolution where we'll come down and we'll smash the rich and we're gonna take down the nobility and whatnot it, and then that never comes it 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 wears on you you know you can right. only hold on to that and that fire for so long there's not many people that can do it and then um, you fade into the background yep and then you kind of just accept your lot in life like the sky um so and then this is when the raid starts. Um, so there's a raid that happens uh, with, like, I guess a troop or a squad or, I don't know, a group of lifeless, right? They attack. And so 
Denth and Tongfa tell her to run, so she runs, and she gets cornered by a lifeless, and then by three other lifeless. I think it was three. Mm, yeah, I think it's four and total. Four total, one being Claude. And Claude, like, jumps over her, and he, like, wrecks them. Yeah, he goes in, He's my single friend. Hand, and he wrecks them. He did get cut open. So, okay, I'm not going to say my theory now. I'm going to go. So, so he, okay, so he gets wrecked. He wrecks them, but he also gets cut open himself, and that's the end of chapter 31. I'm not going to give my theory right now until we cover chapter 32 and then give my theory. So chapter 32, Siri wants to meet with Bluefingers and he, she asks the servants to pass a message along to him. Yeah, um, she's like taking a bath, correct? Uh, what is she doing? Is she, she's trying to, I think she's, or is she just meeting it? with him? I don't know. I think she just wants to meet with him because Bluefingers is still kind of avoiding her. Um, but anyways, she goes to meet with Light Song. And Hoid. Freaking Hoid. Oh, I've Hoyd. been waiting for this for so long. Hoyd. Oh my god. Hoid. I'm clicking. I'm clicking. So Hoid shows up and he is like I don't want to say historian. More like would you call these guys I don't know if muse is the right word. But, yeah. like, they're not historians, but they, like, you know, um, they spread the Friars story. Or something. Yeah, kind of like Homer, right? Yeah. Like they, they, they know the stories. They know all the stories. Um, you know, even if it's false, they just know the stories, and they'll regurgitate it for you on, you know, per request. Right. And so Siri thinks that he's younger than he wants to look, which... The way she, the way Sanderson described it here was kind of weird. Like I, I didn't totally understand it. So, mm. I mean, he kind of says like you know, um, he has like a, I think he he said that he had a beard, but then underneath the beard he looked younger than he wanted to look. Which I'm like, what? Um, that doesn't make any sense. That he is younger than he wants to look. So, like, is that is she trying to? Is she saying that, like, you know, she that he wants to look older, therefore he grew a beard? I mean, I uh, maybe guess. she's just pointing out a fact that he looks kind of weird with the setup that he has. I guess. Um, which God, Siri, judgmental much? Right. Um, <laughs> so, so she first asks about the God King and. He goes into like so he said like to you know explain all this he has to go into Back deep further. history yeah wait right um the first returned Vo do I did I write that right I don't know if I wrote that right or if I just I'm just butchering it and only wrote the first two letters reveal the five visions. And Kalad was a return himself, and his name was Strife Lover, which, okay, a Pretty lot cool. of these god names, I thought it was stupid. A lot of these god names were like, cool. okay, and then Strife Lover, I was like, okay. It just sounds like a name that, I, again, a guy would use in a video game. Exactly. 
So he Death says bringer. something about uh, one of the five scholars discovered a um, a way to only use one breath to activate a lifeless. Yes. So I mean, there's there's more powerful lifeless called Kalad's Phantoms. Yes, that was so cool. So Kalad, I think Claude is one of Kalad's Phantoms. No, I think a Kalad Phantom is totally different. You think it looks different too? No, I think it's like some sort of crazy object. I don't think it's. I think it's. I think it's inanimate objects. I don't think it's real well, people. They they said right that Kalad's phantoms was one of the were, were basically like his lifeless. Isn't that what they said? Yeah, basically though. Mm. Not actual but lifeless. The, but then they're not defining is, could, his terms. How couldn't they be? How can it be an inanimate object if it's basically like a lifeless? That's like, the point. That's the point. I think they're making that point that these things are bad mamma jammas. But then, the, uh, okay. What would it be though? If it's, if it's something like basically like a lifeless, but then you have a completely inanimate object. I don't know. What if it's like a, just a stone soldier? Oh, what if it's like blood? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nightblood. Sure, maybe it's that. Maybe it's like nightblood. Right? Maybe, but maybe it's because... like stone weapons or stone soldiers or metal. Maybe it's metal soldiers. I mean, dude. <laughs> Maybe it's stone and metal soldiers. Um, yeah, okay. Maybe it's water it. soldiers. Can't kill those. Good luck. Ooh. Okay. Um, so Kalad, he was, you know, like I said, he was a return. His name was Strife Lover. And so the, 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 the war, the many war, was fought over the breaths. And it was five scholars had discovered making commands via the breaths. And it, the, before, it used to take 50 breaths just to make one lifeless. And they found a way to make it make a lifeless through just one breath. Which and this crazy. caused a split amongst the five scholars. Um, and then, yeah, Kalad made his even more par- powerful um, lifeless. They never, they never said if the five scholars were alive, did they? Like still alive? Mm-hmm. They never confirmed they were dead, but I mean, I just want to assume that they are dead. I know. You know th- okay, so this this chapter there was a lot here, I, and if I get something wrong, I very much apologize. And in fact, if I did get something wrong, tweet at us or join the Discord and let us know. Um, yeah, it. Hmm. I mean, the one of the five. Sorry, go ahead. Was. So the first returned were who? The first returned. Hmm. The first returned were the five scholars, no? Okay. So. If they were returned, do did they have to give their breath away, or do you think they already did? Because technically, they're immortal. If they're don't let me see. 
So they could be alive. Did they say they died? They never they never truly confirmed that they died for what it's worth. So And it said peace giver bequeathed his breath to the next god king. Yes, which that should have that was like the first of its kind, basically. Like basically created a new return himself. Because and then oh yeah, so this also another thing. Um we we were kind of questioning, right, that like what made Susaborn so Susaborn himself, like what made him the god king was Peacegiver gave him all the breath. But the number of breaths does not make one a god. And that's what's weird is how did he do that? Does the god king have a divine breath? I think so. So he's been he has he's been getting like what do you say two to three breaths a week or something like one week I don't know I think he's yeah like two. but that that alone doesn't make him a god he could have no I know I'm saying like he probably has like a hundred thousand breaths right sorry no no you're good you're good I'm I'm trying to go through it right now and I uh. Yeah, there were there was also dies too, right? Like the tears of Edgly, the um, mm-hmm. the striking flowers of such brilliance that could yield dyes that would hold fast in any cloth. Which, I mean, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and so, okay, here it is. The first return was born during this time. How it said, sprinkling a handful of silver glitter, but aboard a ship that was sailing the coast, return can now be found in all parts of the world. But the first one, the man whom you call Vo. Okay, so I did spell it right. It was just two letters. But we name him only by his title. Was born here in the waters of this very bay. He declared the five visions and he died a week later. Now the five visions, to my understanding, was the Astra religion, was it not? Right. So that means the Astra religion was also has some truth to it. Um, right, which is good to hear. Yeah. Sanderson seems to like that style where multiple religions can have truths to them. Um, he did that a lot with Mistborn. Uh, right. But anyways. Um, say said my man. Drink one out to say Zed. Peace oh, out. I know. Oh, man. Forever team say Zed. Yeah. I was actually one of the few people that I think that didn't actually get uh, upset or annoyed with Zed's like uh, whole persona depression phase. No, because oh. like, people didn't like in Hero of Ages how he spent majority of the time kind of moping around. I liked. I still liked him even then. Yeah, because I'm a ride or die Zed man. <laughs> um. So see, okay, so this gets this gets interesting. Siri and her family are of the bloodline of the first returned. Wait, are they returned? They're not them returned themselves, but the first returned, they are of that bloodline, right? That because we know this, right? That that the in the sense that the Idrians themselves were the royal family. That they were but they could change their hair. Right. So this brings up a very good I guess question that th- this is why they so desperately want Susaborn 
to have a baby with either Vivenna or Siri. They don't care. But they want to the throne. Yes. They, there's something special about their bloodline. Something special about the original Returns bloodline. So. We have to look out for that. Yeah. So. Anyways. Oh, okay. Question. Was Peacegiver a return? He had to be, right? The first, I mean, it was one of the scholars, wasn't he? What is that what they said that he was one of the scholars? I I think I got that part mixed up maybe, but I know that I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, that's hmm. So if he is one of the returned, then Susaborn being God King shouldn't be surprising, right? Right. Maybe not a god king, but like he, 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 they made it sound like, you know, Peacegiver somehow found a way to create, but is it that he found a way to create a new level of a god king? Like, you know, even higher than a god, so a god king. I don't know. So, you know, again, more things to think about there. Um, and when Hoyt ends his story, she asks him, and this is such a tease for us, the reader. It meant nothing to Siri, but it was totally for the reader. Um, she asks him, you know, where he learned like all those stories. He says he learned them, um, from a, like land far away, a man who didn't know who he was, where two land meets and gods have died. Where do you think he's talking about here? Freaking Mistborn, dude. You, you I, that's what I thought so too, right? Like, Elantris he, too. Or What gods died in Elantris? Well, technically, the Elantrians died and came back. I mean, ugh, whatever. I don't know. That doesn't I count thought, to me as a I god. I thought Mistborn. I thought Mistborn, but yeah. I, that's what I was thinking Mistborn as well because of preservation and ruin. Yep. Yeah. So, Siri cries at the end of the chapter, thinking about Susaborn dying. And that's the end of chapter 32. So, chapter 33, Jules, uh, she's patching up Claude. Put his guts back in. Yeah, just back in there. um, With his weird blood thing. Um, So, Denth is comforting uh, Vena. And so, she kind of gives in and asks him to teach her how to awaken Mm -hmm. and at this point she's kind of this is like the breaking point for her in the sense that like she's kind of fully just accepted the fact that she just wants she still hates Halandran she wants to destroy Halandran but she's fully accepted the whole role of I will do whatever it takes to destroy Halandran Um, and she finally admits that it was not because of Siri that she came. She admits that the whole, her whole life, she's been raised to be the wife of the God King and, you know, use that leverage to kind of protect her people and whatnot. And now without that, she has nothing. Um, So, yeah. So Claude was a war. I think Claude was a warrior. I think, no, they confirmed it. Claude was a warrior in the life before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think he was a phantom. I, 
I do think he was a phantom. Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you're probably right because you end up being right anyways, and my predictions are horrible. Um, their blood is Iker alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something they made up. Yeah, which is one of the things that the five scholars had made, which I think they might have gotten through, like, you know, the flowers and whatnot. But, yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, is Icor, isn't Icor from Spiders? I didn't even – I've heard like of Iker but I, uh, in several different things before, but I didn't know Iker was a thing, like like an actual, like real-life thing. I mean, I, I've heard it in different, like, fantasy stuff before, I think in Skyrim or something like that. Anyways. But, yeah. I, um, so – yeah, that was cool that they just manufactured Iker blood. That was that was cool. They kind of like, they kind of just threw that in there. Yeah, that was neat. Um, and yeah, so that was also, by the way, one of the reasons for the mini war. And so awakening, he describes it as commanding something and imagining it in your head of what it is that it needs to be done. Um. So Parlin comes in later to check on Jules, and it turns out that he's actually you know becoming involved with jewels of which Vivena becomes kind of jealous of, which I thought was right. kind of funny because earlier it seemed like Vivena didn't want him. Right. And then now that she realizes that he doesn't want her now, all of a sudden she's interested in him. That's so that was kind of funny. Um, but she hated Halandrin even more after this. Right. So it's like, come on, dude. Um, so yeah, she gets jealous, goes to her room, and that's when Vasher kind of chokes her out with a rope. Yeah, and he, yeah, he says something like, "You know, you're causing a lot of trouble, trouble for me." And we still don't really know how Vasher kind of falls into play. Yeah, we know that he got Vahar's breath and whatnot, and he can hit the fifth heightening. Yeah, but we don't know where he's going with everything. So, but. I mean, you know, I guess we'll find it out in the next episode. Ooh, boy. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a, picked up super hard. Um, so next. I'm, this we'll debate be... on Claude's Phantom. I think about <laughs> it. Um, so we will be covering next time chapters 34 to 40. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait. So thank you, everyone. Until next time. Mm-hmm.